0: Please remember, while Fuller House is a family show, the Fullest House podcast is not. Therefore, listener discretion is advised. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to Fullest House, the greatest poker hand of all. I'm Harrison Bloom. I'm
1: Zach Horowitz. And I'm Mark Green. Guys, this episode... This episode is This just, episode
2: was a lot.
1: It was. This was a lot. It really was.
2: Surprisingly. That's how I'd describe it. am very excited.
0: It's the first episode that we are analyzing after uh, the first episode of our podcast has been aired, which is nice. Yes.
1: Right, this is the first episode we're recording uh, post-release. Yeah. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for watching. We appreciate your uh, support. If you are watching, maybe they gave up before now. That's true. If if you gave up before now, then okay. We recorded a lot of episodes for nothing. Yeah, we've recorded a lot of episodes in advance.
0: We're it's a sad existence.
1: But anyways, on to the actual episode. And as we said earlier, a lot happens, and I'm not quite sure where to start.
0: Well, I just let's start from the beginning. Then we start with where we last left off, where Jimmy uh, and Fernando have been getting uh, getting busy, hot and heavy. They're on the couch having watched a a movie. Yeah,
2: they wake up together on the mm-hmm. couch and there is a line. It's a joke and it's good where Fernando says like, well, we just fell asleep watching a movie. That's like the most domestic thing we can do. We're not being hot and heavy. And I just love how it's like, there are a lot of sex jokes on Fuller House, but they can't just say Kimmy and Fernando are sleeping together again. Nope. They have to, you know, be leaving a little room for
0: jesus exactly in their, uh, in their married relationship
1: yeah you gotta leave some room for jesus as per usual
2: i mean they are sleeping on top of each other but metaphorically leaving that room right for jesus. yes
1: and right so that happens and fernando proceeds to make his daring escape yes <laughs>
0: I want to know how he did get out of that Barcelona hotel with nothing but a matador cap on a part of his body that he did not specify. It's
2: such a non-sequitur given that we haven't even said how Fernando leaves the house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he
1: he descends from the third floor window.
2: <laughs> we didn't even mention uh, that.
1: Which right? reminds him of the time Yeah. when he did that thing that Harrison said. Yes.
2: Fernando has had a lot of daring adventures and... I know I'm I'm a little tired of pitching a new spin off every episode, I must say. <laughs> but I need not even a TV show, but I want a movie franchise. Fernando getting into Indiana Jones type adventures.
1: Oh, I, I was thinking more so James Bond type <laughs> adventures, but Indiana Jones works as well. Yeah, I I think obviously
2: Fernando sleeps around. That's very much a James Bondism. Yes. But I think I kind of want him not to be a spy, but to be a hunter of rare antiquities. Mm. <laughs>
0: However, the the race car thing is also very James Bond. So. Yeah, I feel
1: like <laughs> Fernando is a very James Bond-esque character, and I feel like putting him in like a James Bond scenario, not to say that Indiana Jones wouldn't work, I'm just saying I think James Bond might be a better fit.
2: You're right, and it bothers me.
1: I, I feel like uh, you know escaping out of a window in a in Barcelona wearing nothing but a matador's cap somewhere on your body. I feel like that screams more James Bond to me than Indiana Jones.
0: I don't know. J- Indiana Jones has done some pretty stupid shit. Yeah. Like th- there's the fridge thing in the fourth movie. There was a boat chase
2: in Venice. They get into similar adventures, but I I wanted and Zach, you're completely right and it bothers me that you're right. <laughs> that
1: that's like I hate dude, it. I f- I feel like that's how you feel towards me like most of the time. And that's kind of, you know, just kind of the story of my life is like, you know, you're right, but I don't like it. I It does bother me when you're right. Not just me. Oh, woe is Zach being
2: the misunderstood genius.
1: Yeah, I, I'm this misunderstood <laughs> genius.
2: Just, just wait 40 to 50 years. They're going to make a biopic about you and it's going to yeah, celebrate how. Exactly.
1: And they're going to celebrate how I was ahead of my time. Uh, how all these bitches doubted me and how I was right all along. They're
2: going to celebrate how wonderful you are and not question any other details about your life.
1: Yes, exactly. exactly. Not
2: question any problematic exactly. aspects of a real person's life. <laughs> no. Don't you love biopics?
1: I, I I don't exactly know what
2: you're getting at here, Mark. I'm not saying you per- specifically, Zach. I was making a comment about biopics in general. How Am I about very... to get canceled by my own co-host? Yeah i feel like you're not understanding what i'm saying i'm saying biopics <laughs> generally celebrate a figure without critically examining maybe less celebratory aspects oh, no of their no, life.
1: no. I, I understand where you were getting at i understand it's just the wording was a little weird to me
0: <laughs> but Zach's life will be perfect so that's yeah. not yeah. a problem
1: oh yeah because i'm like totally the best person ever zach's a perfect little boy right exactly so yeah <laughs> fernando makes his daring escape yes and there's a uh, there's a, there's actually a kind of fun scene that comes afterwards where uh, the rest of the family is eating breakfast. And you can see out the window, Fernando's legs just dangling. And Kimmy is just trying to distract everyone so they don't see Fernando making his daring escape. Stephanie was great in this scene. The
0: look of, good. what the fuck am I even here doing with my life? <laughs> as Kimmy was trying to distract her by... Oh yeah, she specifically says... I have a confession to make. I didn't shave my legs today. <laughs> and that is a brilliant distraction. And everyone
2: is wrapped. Yeah. It, it works. It does. Um, even when Fernando does drop down and there's a large thud and everyone starts to turn around. And Kimmy says, wait, no, I have another confession. I didn't shave my legs yesterday as well. <laughs> I'd like to think they are genuinely invested in whether or not Kimmy has shaved her legs.
1: Yeah, it's a very important topic within the Fuller household. I guess it's just never really brought up, but it's kind of always Ooh, there. I just want to say, I think that was the
2: first time I've ever heard someone say the Fuller household, and that was fantastic, Zach. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I'm I'm proud of the way I
2: speak. <laughs> I'm angry that that was fantastic too. I'm gonna I'm gonna.
1: Again, Mark is angry about the fact that I'm good at things. I really hate you, Zach. <laughs>
2: It was a joke. I'm kidding, Zach. Wow,
0: you guys are really at it today. You need you need to to find some common ground. It's because I
2: find it funny, Harrison. I think it's funny when I <laughs> mean to Zach, but only but only because he's my very good friend and he knows I don't mean it mostly. There, I did it again.
1: <laughs> Look at me. Boom. Yeah, I mean roasted. We, we're good friends, dear viewer. We've been friends for a very long time, and uh, you know it doesn't hurt me on the outside uh and you know meanwhile on the inside it's just been years and years of pent up frustration this got really dark all of a sudden yeah uh we're nine minutes into recording
2: i'm i'm kind of curious if we can make it to 10 without talking about fuller house very much
1: let's go for it all right (laughs) what's going on with you guys not much uh i hate myself what? don't we all aren't we all the sad boys of the week every week exactly we're all the sad boys that's kind of how it is with us we're all very sad people <laughs> I, I need to stop talking about stuff like this <laughs> <laughs> anyway i think we
2: should talk about um the beginning uh, so fernando of... oh we're still on fernando i was going to talk about the b plot but go ahead
1: Oh, well, no, there's still another beat in that a pot that goes on first because Fernando is going to be taking care of Ramona for the day. Ah, yeah. All right. That
2: was yeah. my favorite moment of all this. Fernando, immediately after dropping to the ground, walks right into the house and says, Hello, everybody. I just came here from not the roof. <laughs> <laughs> and, he's cover- and he's covered in leaves.
1: Yeah, it's, I just came here from not the roof. Why would you think I came from the roof? That's so stupid. Why would I be on your roof? Anyway, here's your Frisbee, Jackson. It's it's a good it's a good scene. Fernando is very good. Juan Pablo de Pache. He's clearly having the most fun, and we love that about him.
0: He's so great. Again, uh, yeah. Juan
1: Pablo, I know we haven't really said this in a while, but please come on our podcast. We're begging you. <laughs> please come please on our podcast. Come on
0: the podcast.
1: So you can end the podcast. Yeah, and yeah, so you can end our suffering. <laughs> I need to stop. I need I need to stop. I'm being I'm being very depressing (laughs) today. Spiral into madness can only be stopped by
0: one pop. Here's the thing. thing.
2: Here's the thing. This episode is a real downer. Um, but
1: I'm I'm having fun. I'm having fun.
2: Well, me too. Me too. We're we're having
1: fun. (laughs) I'm having fun. Although it might not sound like I am, but I actually am because I'm hanging out with my good friends Mark and Harrison. My good friends. Mark, did you want to go on to the B plot now at this point?
2: I I will talk about the B plot, but I do think it should be remarked upon that um, it's Fernando's day to spend with Ramona and he's going to take her to the zoo. But Ramona doesn't want to go to the zoo. She's she's not a kid anymore. She doesn't want to go to the zoo, to the American Girl store, uh, to build a bear workshop. She's done with it. And Fernando is very upset that they can no longer go to the American Girl store.
1: He loves his American Girl. What can I say? He's a man who knows what he likes. I mean, who
2: doesn't? Yeah, who doesn't? Yeah. Um, But in the B-plot, we have Cosmo, the dog, Fuller, who has ripped up the couch. <gasps> oh my god! It's ripped completely, and Max is freaking out about it. Because what's he going to do? And our friend Jackson has a valuable piece of advice that i'm sure max that i'm sure will help everybody really which is uh lie
0: yeah yes just lie just lie i i love how the lying subplot like works for max okay we have the situation where max tries to lie and say that tommy ripped up the couch instead of the dog and his mother does not buy it at all and she she instantly knows he's lying And then, since this is Max's first lie, he instantly comes to the conclusion that if it didn't work this time, surely it will work again.
1: Exactly, yeah. it's
0: true. I don't know how one jumps to that conclusion. Well, I think there's
2: a whole thing at the end of the scene where he says Tommy ripped up the couch. Where, like, Max just goes like, oh, what a rush I got from lying. This is great. I'm going to do this all the time with no repercussions. It's a real, what could possibly go wrong moment. And I'm, I'm here for it. I'm just here for it. Mm-hmm.
0: It was great. So, it was
2: so guys, what does possibly go
1: wrong? Do we want to talk about that? Uh, sure. uh, well, well the, the couch gets ripped up. That's the main thing. And just in time for uh, Bob Saget to come Ooh. in and be like, no, the couch, the priceless family heirloom. You can't rip up the couch. It's irreplaceable. You do a really great Bob Saget impression. Thank you.
2: Can you do some more lines for me? Hello, I'm Bob Saget. (laughs) It's like he's in the room with me, and you're not even in the room with me.
1: Yeah, Zach had to leave, so I'm here now. Uh, It's me, Bob Saget. I'm the new host of the podcast.
2: (laughs) I like how your Bob Saget is kind of a carnival barker. It's me, Bob Saget. I'm here. Oh boy, how I love
1: this couch. Step right up to see my beloved couch. Well, Mark, I I do declare I do declare that I have no idea what in fact you're saying. I am in fact Bob Saget, the star of Full House and Fuller House.
2: The voice keeps mutating. It was it was basically you, then it was carnival barker, then and I am responsible for this. It became like Southern Belle. I'm <laughs>
1: oh man uh, i have no idea what you're i have no idea what you're talking about uh you know uh as bob saget i've only really had one voice and one voice only
2: zach i know that's you that's obviously a john stamos impression
1: damn it it's caught on to it but i think you were about to say
0: yeah uh, i had a good question which was why didn't they just flip the couch cushion over to save bob saget the uh the torture of knowing that his couch was ripped up
1: and that is a good however question.
0: i did keep looking at it and i think the cushion is one of those that kind of wings out mm. so it wraps around the arm uh the armrest so i think that if they flipped it over it wouldn't have fit that's true i hope i hope that makes you happy I think tyler covering it with a blanket was really mm. yeah and they did cover it with a blanket yes so they, they were yes. trying to conceal they it.
1: tried it they didn't... Yeah, he wasn't fooled. Yeah, because old, old Sherlock
2: Danny... Old Sherlock Tanner... <laughs> uh, immediately says, What is an upstairs blanket doing on a downstairs couch? Or something like that. I We've never pitched two spinoffs in one episode. But... Mm-hmm. One, Fernando going on globetrotting James Bond, Indiana Jones-style adventures. Yes. And two... Danny Tanner using his deductive skills to say it with me solve crimes. crimes. Oh
1: yeah, I thought I, Mark. If I if I can add on to it for a second, all the crimes are couch related, so it's Danny Tanner, couch detective. Ooh, yes,
2: I need that. Yes. Think of all the crimes he can oh, solve. Yes. They, someone hit a body in a Murphy bed. <laughs> 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 oh man. Some person's having a torrid affair on a love seat.
1: Yes. Yeah, every episode is like somewhat couch related. Yeah, because he's Danny Tanner, couch, <laughs> couch detective. detective. Say it with me now.
2: <laughs> I. Oh, it should be noted, Tyler just texted back um, that knowing that it's an end piece doesn't help him. He still is angry about it. And he's going to take that to the grave.
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: Don't
0: worry. We'll write it on your tombstone, Tyler.
1: You know, it's it's a big it's it's a uh, Danny's entire arc. This episode is that he's upset that the couch was ripped up by Cosmo. How
2: dare he! And it's it's not just that the couch is destroyed. He's very upset that they're gonna reupholster the couch, and it's not gonna be his good old couch anymore. Right. Yes. That's
0: right. I I'd like to think that he actually conceived all of the girl all of his daughters on that couch that's why
1: I would like to not think that
2: it's Danny Tanner's sex couch. And he doesn't think he'll get laid if he gets
0: he rid of it. He does say that all of the memories of the family are embedded in that couch. So many it memories. If I can
1: very kindly interject here. um, Shut up. I'm I know I piled on, but I am very
2: much with Zach on this. I didn't like that image at all. It, it was bad and it's in my brain now.
1: Yeah, it's in my brain and now it can never leave, so thank you for I'm that, so Harrison. I'm sorry.
0: I'm ruining all of your innocence. It's
1: turned from Bob Saget in Four House to Bob Saget doing stand-up. <laughs> hey!
0: That's fair. That was good. Maybe I was trying to channel Bob Saget, not Danny Tanner.
1: Um, yeah. we should talk
2: about when Danny first shows up, because there are a couple of uh, <laughs> choice moments there. Oh, yes. One, Danny says he's you know, in town because they're having the Wake Up San Francisco tribute show or reunion show or whatever. And Kimmy says, don't you hate when shows drag out all these old stars for some dumb reunion show? And they didn't look into the camera this time, but it felt they like they have. looked into the camera. Oh, thank God yeah, they did they,
1: they looked into my soul instead of the camera
2: yeah. this time. And Danny, <laughs> Danny responds... Not when the stars are beloved American icons. Uh, yes. And then again, they they didn't literally, but it felt like they looked into the camera for about five minutes.
1: See, the, the Bob Saget yeah. said that line, and then I immediately responded with Dave Coulier, American cultural icon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Do we do we pick on Dave Coulier too much? Possibly. I'm gonna say yes, but also no.
2: We it's 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 out of love dave it's yeah, out of yeah
1: exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, there's also another uh line that you missed mark where where bob saget he comes in instead of like just barging in, he rings the doorbell and they answer it for him and kimmy's like yeah i'm glad you rang the doorbell because i don't like it when people barge into my house randomly mm. and then uh then he's just like yeah i hate it when people do that or something similar i forget what the line was exactly but i'm pretty sure it was that
2: yeah it's a good
1: callback the
0: performance there was pretty good. I like the, uh, the stares that they each give each other. Their, re- their relationship has really progressed yeah. and yet not changed at yeah. all.
2: Mm-hmm. And I did want to bring up... Um, I think the boys are expecting presents from their grandpa. So Danny gives Max and Jackson each $5. And then mm-hmm. Stephanie comes up also asking for $5. <laughs> <laughs> and... Danny says, like, you really need $5 from me? And she says, like, I wouldn't be asking if I didn't need it. And it's just <laughs> that continuing thread of Stephanie is super broke.
0: Yeah. She has
2: yeah. all her... all. There was the other episode where all her credit cards
0: don't work. Yeah, she she is continuing to be a very sad person. Yeah, I really wish they had kept this up. Steph is a mess.
1: Yeah, Steph is a mess. We love it. I mean, speaking of which, do we do we want to go into Sad Boy of the Week? Let's go, go into Sad Boy, Boy of, the of the Week. Let's go into Sad Boy of the Week. Okay, we can
0: jo- we can go to Sad Boy of the Week. I think we have enough information right now.
1: <laughs> I have I have a couple of uh, contenders for Sad Boy of the Week. I think the one that really surprised me, especially upon rewatch, is Stephanie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because she has a lot of very subtle moments in this one. like yeah. The episode doesn't really focus on her all that much, but every time she's on screen, there are a lot of very more subtle moments that kind of build up to a very sad, pathetic character. She,
2: yeah, she's she's not really involved in any of the plots. She only has a couple scenes, but in those scenes, there are these really subtle hints that Steph is not doing well. I mean, we have that line about her pot
0: brownies Yeah. DJ walks yes. in and she's like yeah. loopy because of something that happens later. And Stephanie instantly is
2: concerned that she stole her drugs.
0: Where's my
1: wee?
2: Yeah, DJ and Kimmy are both kind of giggly and Steph immediately says, where are my fucking drugs? <laughs> <laughs> um, not that tone of voice, but that's the subtext. Yeah, she's immediately concerned about her pot brownies. I think I leaned into the camera and said, Aunt Steph! (laughs) Aunt Steph. By the way, there are children in this house, Aunt Steph. What are you doing?
1: Yeah, so Aunt Steph is definitely a a solid contender. I think uh, for the first time in a while, we're going to be able to nominate our boy, Fernando, as well. I'd say so.
0: That, That incident with climbing down from the roof... And then eventually taking his daughter, driving in a race car. That, uh, that's a
1: pretty... And his obsession with the American Girl store. Yeah.
2: I I was about to say, yeah, I, I'm i not here to shame anybody's interests. Be interested in whatever you want, like whatever you want, as long <laughs> as you're not harming everybody, anybody. Like, that's great. I love plenty of dumb stuff. I'm making a podcast about Fuller House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But Fernando being very into the American Girl store does feel like a sad boy moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There
2: is, um, he takes Ramona race car driving and he, and he says she's in a training race car. There are two wheels, so I'm controlling it. There's a, There are a lot of safety functions, so I'm okay with it. But then there is a line where Ramona says, oh, I can't wait to get my license. And then Tokyo drift all over town. And they do a synchronized little motion. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, Fernando, you're, this is going to be a problem later. Yeah. <laughs> you're encouraging bad behavior.
0: You're encouraging her to, one, watch Tokyo Drift.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the worst part of this. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, no, that's the worst and part out secondly, of all of it. And secondly,
0: drive as if you're in Tokyo Drift. The fact that he's encouraging her to drive as if she's in Tokyo Drift is really just the icing on the cake.
2: The real crime is
0: watching Tokyo Drift.
2: Fernando, I get that you're a race car driver, and that does sound like a fun afternoon with your daughter who wants to do some more grown-up things. But also, in three years when she does get her license, she's going to be crashing into so many things, causing so much property damage, maybe damage to human life, maybe her own life. This is not a good move, Fernando. (laughs) (laughs) She, uh... She, she'll she always be
0: chasing that high you know if, if that's yes. your first driving experience nothing will ever satisfy you you're just you're just mm-hmm. gonna she's gonna follow in her dad's
2: footsteps and become a race car driver yeah yeah but uh zach
1: you had another nominee yes i have one final nominee that i just thought of recently uh, I think we should nominate Danny Tanner himself. I was going to say Danny yes. Tanner. Yes. He spends the entire episode being concerned about the state of a couch.
2: <laughs> he's he's very invested in this couch.
1: Oh, yeah. He's way too invested
2: in the couch. To the point where I think he's in love with the couch. <laughs> yeah. As in, I wrote in my notes while we were watching it, Danny is in love with a couch. <laughs> And to be fair, to be fair, that is one hot couch. Oh, oh yeah. wait,
1: hold on. You want to hear some IMDb trivia? Mm-hmm. So I looked up the i. I always look up the IMDb trivia for an episode before we start watching it, and I saw the i. The uh, trivia stuff for this one, and I immediately knew, like, oh god, it's this episode. Turns out that the couch in this episode is not the original uh, couch in Full House. It has a slightly <gasps> different pattern. Really? So it's not even the old. It's not even the original. Oh my couch. god!
0: So he was that upset over a couch. That wasn't even in the original show
2: he's so obsessed with this couch and yet he doesn't recognize when it's
1: wrong (laughs) but yeah i I completely forgot about this episode until i went to the imdb trivia and i saw something about the couch and then it all came back to me and i was like wait a minute this is the episode in which danny tanner bob saget himself receives a jacket made out of couch (laughs) spoilers for the end of the episode stephanie gives him a jacket made out of couch
2: you yeah. Zach, you just put your hands on your temples and I had this mental image of you opening the IMDB trivia and immediately like looking into the distance. Numbers, letters are swirling <laughs> around your head. <laughs> what does this mean? It's all connected. <laughs> the
1: couch I have a I have a personal anecdote for from this episode. Uh one time in college, um one of my roommates uh had was dating this girl who brought up who made like this thing for him which was a still from this episode not of him wearing the couch yet but there's a scene where like he's just sitting on the old couch and it's fr- it was framed and it says that's good sitting and i was like oh god yeah it's the episode of uh where bob saget receives a jacket made out of couch and sits on the new couch and goes that's good sitting oh my god. and that stayed in our dorm room the entire year I refused to take it down. <laughs> I was like, "That you, you did a good thing. But
2: that's true. The resolution to this plot line is they do reupholster the couch, but in the exact same fabric. So it's mm-hmm. the same. Yep. And Stephanie has the old couch made into a jacket for Danny.
1: Which is so funny to me. It's so stupid,
2: but I love it so much. Here's my thing. Why would she think of that? Why would she think of doing that? <laughs> yeah, why?
1: Why would you think of doing that?
2: Like, of all items to make I, a
0: couch into.
2: Just a jacket made out of couch. <laughs> I had forgotten about that, and I was in my head when she was bringing out a present. I was going, oh, she's going to give him, like, a framed piece of the original couch's fabric. But no.
1: <laughs> no, I saw, the, I saw the couch coming out, and I was, we were on the Discord call watching it together. And Stephanie brought the present over and I was like, guys, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. Because I knew from the very beginning, I was like, this is the episode where the jacket made out of a couch comes into play.
2: I just, I had remembered That's Good Sittin'. I didn't remember the... That's uh, Good sitting. I didn't remember this at all, so I was just in utter oh,
1: shock. Oh, I remember the jacket. How could I forget the jacket? It was stored within like the deep, dark <laughs> parts of my mind to only like be resurfaced upon rewatch of Fuller House. <laughs> and I'm so glad it did because it's, it's like one of the dumbest things that the show has ever done, but I love it so much. I Should I sum up our sad boy candidates?
2: Sure, go for it. Whoa, whoa, whoa wait. Hold on. Oh, Harrison. Yeah, any more movie. Any more nominees?
0: Yes, I, I realize we should have saved this a little bit for later because there is one late addition I want to add to the roster. The Singing Fireman.
1: Oh, yes.
2: I was thinking about him too.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh... So, for later in the episode, there is a fireman who was once on Wake Up San Francisco.
1: He wasn't on it. He was he supposed was to be on it. And he resents Danny for it. And because of that, he won't give Jackson and Max a ride on a fire truck. Yeah. Yeah, which Max
2: has lied and told all his friends that he can get a ride on a fire truck whenever he wants. Right. But but Harrison, did did we have more? I Did we have more on the same. Okay, so
0: I... I didn't remember the couch jacket. I didn't remember a lot of this episode. I didn't remember this was the episode where DJ and Matt kissed for the first time. But the one thing I did remember is that the singing fireman sings the worst rendition of Danny Boy I have ever heard in my entire life. (laughs) And right before he sang it, it flashed back to
2: my head. And I just thought, oh, no, (laughs) no. It's it's real bad. Um, it's very bad. But yeah, I'll, I'll sum up. We have Stephanie, mm-hmm. who is confirmed to be super broke <laughs> and needs to ask her father for $5 when he's giving money to his grandkids.
1: And is also very sad and alone. Very
2: sad and alone. She's afraid she's going to become a spinster aunt. That's That's a line she says. And has pot brownies in a house with a lot of kids in it who can just eat the brownies that have drugs in them steph you better be doing a good job of hiding those <laughs> these pot brownies otherwise you're literally giving drugs to children also oh, how long do pot brownies last because she's got to eat those fast
0: those can be pretty strong yeah
2: we have <laughs> we have fernando who is sneaking around on roofs is very distraught That he's no longer going to be going regularly to the American Girl store. Though I guess he can go on his own. And is setting a horrible precedent for when his daughter finally does get to drive. And is setting her up to be a danger to society. (laughs) And then we have Danny Tanner. Who is borderline in love with a couch. Spends an entire episode complaining to his family about how he doesn't like that they're reupholstering a couch that has... A giant hole in it. And uh, voluntarily wears a jacket made out of couch.
1: I do also want to bring up one last thing. Uh, there is the scene where he's playing poker with his grandkids. And he, it's, it's he's just getting destroyed by his grandkids in poker. Yes.
2: Oh, that's right. He
1: loses to his grandkids in poker.
2: Getting, getting destroyed by his grandkids in poker. And I do also want to say, when they first go to the firehouse to ask the the singing fireman to let them take a ride on a fire truck the singing fireman says i recognize you from somewhere and danny says oh was it my syndicated program wake up san francisco that ran for this many years here i have headshots in my wallet if you want yeah (laughs) i was gonna
1: say he pulls out a headshot
2: so big ego and all d man t i didn't like that i didn't like that nickname i just gave him d man t -t 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 i didn't either but let's let's move on and then we have the singing fireman who is first mean to children because Max tries to act very cute and asks, can I get a ride on the fire truck? My dad worked here and he's dead now and I'm very cute. <laughs> and the fire, the singing fireman goes, you know, I'm sorry, we can't do that. And um, then is still angry many, many years later that he was cut from Danny's morning show and only relents with the fire truck when Danny agrees to now years later put him on his morning show <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of quality options to choose from yeah.
0: I I want to get Fernando on the leaderboard but me too Danny yeah. did so many sad things in this episode i have
2: no choice i know, I know. that's exactly how i feel me too my heart says yeah. Fernando. My, yeah my
1: head says danny but my heart says fernando and at this point like i i can't argue against danny tanner in this episode the guy who receives a jacket made out of couch <laughs> i that will always be funny to me i'm sorry like that's that's freaking hilarious to me I, I, not to ruin any
2: surprise if it does materialize, but Zach, for your birthday, I kind of want to get you a jacket made out of couch. Please do. I would actually, I would unironically love that.
0: <laughs> we will pitch in, I'll pitch in, Mark.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're going to start a We're going to start a GoFundMe. Uh, f- GoFundMe, uh, get get Zach, get a, Zach jacket a jacket couch. made out of couch. <laughs> a couch Honestly, jacket. Honestly, you can
0: probably find that on like Etsy or yeah.
1: something. Probably.
2: Yeah, I I think Danny is the saddest boy.
1: Yeah, and no, I think are we all in agreement that it's Danny this week. I was originally I was like I originally when I was going into this episode I was like, Oh, Stephanie did a lot of like really sad things that I think are really good and then we started talking about it and I realized I can't vote for anybody except Danny.
2: Yeah. I even, I think there's an argument to be made that Fernando is sad, but even when you brought up Fernando, I was like, he's not super sad in this episode. We just yeah. want him to be sad we, so Yeah, much. we just
1: like, we just really want Fernando to be sad boy of the week because the whole bit started as like being our justification for loving Fernando. <laughs>
2: there, there is, I think Steve was the saddest at the get-go, and, but there the is sort of an yeah. overhanging sadness to Fernando. But this week belongs to Danny Tanner.
1: Oh, yeah, I
0: agree 100%. Wait, guys, are you saying that the sad boy of the week
1: is Danny Boy? Well, Danny Boy, the pipes pipes are calling. Anyways, uh, back to the actual episode. I don't even know where we were in the actual episode. I feel like this was a, a lengthy Sad Boy of the Week segment.
2: <laughs> yeah, we, we described a lot of the episode in Sad Boy of the Week. Like, we've gone over going to the firehouse and asking for the fire truck and being told no. Uh, I think we should say, I, I think we did say that it's because Max has promised his friends that I get rides on fire trucks all the time
1: and I can get one whenever I want. I do also want to mention that was like in response to the scene starts. Max is showing his friends that Kanto yeah. can do tricks, and then his that his he has that one friend who's like, "Oh, yeah, that sucks." My dad trained my dog to go get him a beer, <laughs> which my instant reaction that was like, "Dude, I think you, I think you have a, I think you have problems that uh, we need to I talk need about." That, no,
2: that was that was Max's reaction. He says like, "I think your dad's a drunk." Yeah. but no that's actually that's where i was going with this i wanted to bring up that little boy who's very mean to max and they have they have this back and forth where the boy goes my dad's an airline pilot and he lets me fly in the plane and max says well my dad was a fireman and he let me ride in the fire truck and that character is recurring as max's nemesis
1: right yeah 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 that's
2: right yeah
1: was this
0: the first his first appearance
2: i think so yes okay yeah and throughout the show i i i think i've said multiple times how much i hate certain kids in shows (laughs) kids in real life i'm 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 great with um but yeah there are plenty of children in tv shows that i just hate and this kid's a real shit coming from the guy
1: who's like could they have gotten a better baby (laughs)
2: I, I'm not saying ba- I'm not saying he's like a mean baby. I'm just saying that he in that one episode at the beginning of the series, he was an inexperienced actor. That's all I'm saying.
1: I just can't get like the image out of my head of like you talking to this baby like it's a full grown adult. Like uh look. You're gonna need to you're you're gonna need to cut the shit. Alright? We saw what happened that first episode. You were looking up at the boom mic and the lights. We can't have that. That's not professional. Look, I know that you're a baby and you don't know any better. And you probably don't even understand what I'm saying. But uh, you got got to cut the shit. You got to do better. (laughs) There are
2: babies in things that don't look at the lights. There are babies in TV shows that are quote unquote better actors. This baby has gotten to be pretty good. He's not... I don't... I think it's really a problem at the beginning and the baby then... Um, gets better and he's very cute and it's fine. <laughs> I'm just they could have gotten a better baby, <laughs> possibly.
1: <laughs> I don't know.
2: Okay, maybe the baby knew someone.
1: Yeah, the baby knows a guy who knows a guy who knows Bob Saget, the
0: producer of the show. Uh, that's his son, and he uh, he needed to uh, he needed to get his kid in there, or his wife would yell at him. So uh, yeah.
2: By the way, I looked it up because I did not remember the name of Max's rival, and it's
1: Taylor. Taylor, yes, Taylor. I don't. Yeah. I don't think he's mentioned by name in this episode. Though. No,
2: I was gonna as a bit call him Gary if we didn't. Gary,
1: <laughs> like Gary Oak. That was very much what the reference was. Yes, sir. Nice. Got you.
0: That's good. That's very. Yeah, good. This,
1: th- Taylor does seem like the kind of kid who, like, Max is like, I got all eight badges. And then Taylor shows up and he's like, eight badges? I got ten. <laughs> Which is like, that's literally impossible, Gary. How the fuck did you do that? It's very Taylor. <laughs> yeah.
2: I That is. <laughs> Taylor's so mean and mean in a specific competitive way with Max yeah. that he really does remind me
1: of a Pokemon rival. Like, I know that's still my favorite thing in any like poke and anything from the Pokemon anime ever, is that there are eight badges and Gary Oak somehow manages to get ten. Or
2: I can imagine if Max and Taylor and everybody were in a show about a competitive trading card game, Taylor would very mm. much be the Kaiba. <laughs> You're a third-rate duelist with a fourth-rate
1: deck. So, uh, Max is Yu-Gi-Oh. Does that make Jackson Joey? Jackson is 100% Joey. Jackson (laughs) is definitely Joey. Anyway, we're getting off topic. You know we need to get back on topic when we've started talking about Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, Oh, yeah. Look, (laughs) stay tuned for our sequel podcast about Yu-Gi-Oh. We don't know if that's going to be real or not, but...
0: We're not making any promises.
2: Um... But we should we should talk about we're genuinely coming close to the end of the time we usually take to record. Um, we should talk about the C-plot, which we have
1: not mentioned at all. Right. Yes. Uh, this is the fourth appearance of Dr. Matt Harmon. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, as stated by IMDb, because IMDb just loves tracking the appearances of Matt Harmon in the trivia section. I, some IMDb user happens to like
2: Matt a lot. I know before season five came out, you know, they had all the, the episode count up, but no descriptions or anything. And the only listed cast member in any of them were Matt. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I'm sorry, John Brother. Really? Matt Harmon. Yeah. That's so, oh my God. That's wonderful. It's
1: hilarious. This, I mean, maybe Fuller House is low key about Matt, about Matt Harmon. Maybe. But anyways, so Matt Harmon and DJ are going out on a date. They're hanging out in the vet clinic and eating Chinese food. And they're reading their fortunes. Which got us on like a whole conversation about weird fortunes that we've received from fortune cookies. Yeah. My personal favorite is that I got one personally that, and this is 100% real, that 100%... legitimately said you are not illiterate and that was the entire fortune that was the favorite fortune i've ever received it's a good good. joke
2: a piece of paper with writing on it saying you can read this piece of paper is good i was saying just the other day i got a fortune that said every man has enemies (laughs) and i just like took a step back because my fortune threatened me it was legitimately a threat (laughs) my favorite was
0: uh you'll be hungry soon order takeout <laughs> or you'll be hungry again
1: soon order takeout uh i forget what i forget what it said in the actual show um
0: there was There was something similar. there were a couple there was these egg rolls are a week old don't
2: eat them yeah his was order more chinese food hers were these egg rolls are a week old
1: and then matt just spits it out directly into the uh container which by the way pretty good shot yeah like, that's kind of impressive.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: He didn't, like, take it out. and He just shot it from his mouth and it landed in the container, that was, that which was, is impressive. Yeah. It's, that was some solid Matt, Matt Harmon is a
2: talented man.
1: Is there anything he can't do?
2: Well, we do know he can smooch real good. Hell yeah. yeah.
1: So So DJ, DJ leaves and she's about to exit and Matt's like, wait, DJ. And then she just runs at him. She leaps into his arms, and they start
2: making out.
1: It's also quite possibly the most awkward run I've ever seen. Yeah, we watched that,
2: like, three or four times. This bothered Zach a lot. It did bother me a lot.
0: Like, okay, so she she starts walking away, and then Matt says, Wait, DJ, she lowers down, like, crouches and spins into, like, like, ready to pounce. Then very... Awkwardly and slowly runs with her heeled boots over to Matt, and then just kind of flails around in his arms. Yeah, she just
1: kind of flails herself onto yeah, him.
0: she doesn't jump. She just kind of like hugs him and then lets her legs hang in the air, limply.
2: Yeah, yeah. They they do some smooching. They separate, and Matt says, "I was just gonna say you forgot your purse," and it's very awkward for a second. Until Matt kisses her again, hell yeah. yeah! The sexual tension is building. This, I don't know if the sexual tension is building. I think that's a release of sexual tension.
1: Yeah, the, actually, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, I did a dumb, I did a dumb again. Cause I'm still. Hey, Zach, Zach. Yes, it's all right okay
2: you did great we all do
1: stupid that's the first time you've ever said that to that's, me
2: that's that's the arc of this podcast episode zach and i have met made up the
1: arc of this podcast is mark <laughs> learning to love me is <laughs> just this you know mark learning to be my friend despite already being friends for many years yeah <laughs> many, moons. many moons so yeah uh dj comes back kimmy comes back after kissing fernando again and stephanie is just kind of hanging out and that's where the whole pot brownie scene happens Yeah, because Stephanie's like, why are you both so happy? And is it because did you find my brownies? No, it's because they were smooching. But no, it's because they were they were smooching their men, their boys. Matt and Fernando our boys.
0: There's a few things I love about this scene. First of all, why does DJ go through the back door to enter? I guess just for convenience sake. Yeah, she enters the back door
2: to her own house. I don't know. A lot of a lot of people in Full House enter through the enter back door through the back door right yeah okay yeah i don't know i i generally enter my house through the garage so okay yeah
1: yeah i mean it depends it depends on how i'm entering so
0: um so she does that and then i love timmy's attempt to pivot away from fernando
1: yeah but yeah they, they have a whole moment where it's like uh where dj's like oh god i i just i'm with this guy and i'm not quite sure how i feel because I feel like the attraction's there, but I'm not sure if it's a good idea, cause it's mostly physical and stuff like that. And then Kimmy goes, wait, are you also seeing Fernando? Or she says, are you seeing Fernando? And then she says, DJ says, no, are you? And then Kimmy just pivots away in like, just the real smooth fashion. And it's like, hey, we're talking about you here. I, I would have loved
2: just another 10 minutes of, no, are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> It's just like they keep putting down, like, Uno reverse cards. And that's also where Stephanie says, How are you two moms smooching all the time? And I'm this cool, hip aunt who's inside doing laundry. And she calls herself a spinster
1: aunt.
0: Have more pride in yourself, Stephanie. Yeah,
1: it's, again, like, one of those those moments where Stephanie really just makes her limited screen time in those episodes work by just being incredibly sad. Steph it's it's the principle of the sadder
2: the boy the better the character yes I forgot in our first watch through how much of a mess Stephanie was
1: I did too and
2: I'm really loving Stephanie this time around yeah
1: exactly I, I feel the same way I'm loving Stephanie a lot more upon rewatch because she's a lot sadder
2: <laughs> yes
1: than we had originally thought we did
0: not give her enough credit before
1: I think we just kind of, like, lumped her in with Kimmy and BJ and We were like, oh, we're not fans of these characters, like, the main three. But no, Stephanie's very good. Well, they're very much going for the dynamic of
2: the original show, where it's, yes. um, you know, parent, goofy one, cool, hip one. Yeah. But like I've said before, fuller house is full house if you squint at it real weird. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of being, like, a comedian who's who's goofy because that's just his personality and what he does for a living kimmy's goofy because she's just super weird (laughs) Oh, oh yeah and instead of being like a cool rocker bad boy whatever aunt steph is just a mess yes yeah She is a dj but that gets dropped fairly
0: quickly
1: yeah like she headlines coachella one episode and then like from the next episode on is just like never mentioned again she's just a mess what is her
0: inability to get a paid job she's a famous dj can't you like yeah do anything with that i don't
2: know <laughs> nobody needs djs in san francisco i guess <laughs> yeah major metropolitan area nobody's ever throwing parties nobody has bar mitzvahs i don't know there are no clubs at all no clubs it's like footloose yeah right
0: there's no music <laughs> There's no, there's no dancing. We need a a new episode, a secret party, thrown by DJ Tanner
1: with Kevin Bacon. We need Kevin Bacon to come on Fourhouse. House.
0: <laughs> yes, no, that would actually
2: be pretty funny.
1: I'm just gonna say, do. Do we think it's wrap up time?
2: I think it might be wrap up time. I don't, I don't I have so. anything else. I do want to say, um, earlier DJ was talking to Danny about about Matt. And should she make a move? Is she ready to start dating again? And um, in my notes, I wrote down accidentally, DJ has a crush on DJ. <laughs> uh,
1: oh, wait, there's also one really good joke at the end that, I, that we neglected to mention earlier, where when Danny gets the jacket and sits on the new couch, uh, there's a scene where Jackson comes in later mm. and he's like, hey, where's grandpa? And he's right there. And it's a very good joke because he's wearing the jacket on top of the actual couch so he's camouflaged yes yeah i think i think that was a i think that was a good bit i enjoyed it Uh, it's definitely worth bringing up and oh wait and also the poker thing specifically where they're playing poker and danny's like oh this time i'm gonna win he's like hey i got these cards it's a full house Mm -hmm. get it Uh uh-huh and then jackson comes in and he's like i got this and it's like a better hand and that's a fuller house
0: what a what a subtle way of
1: uh of get it? the it
0: producers saying that they clearly prefer the original show over the inferior prequel show
1: please tell me you get it
2: <laughs> anyways um, um but i no 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 i wanted to mention um just because i feel for completion's sake there's a scene max feels bad about lying and not being able to get The fire truck, and DJ consoles him and says... Because also, sort of a running thing in this episode, it's not super at the forefront, but Max says to Jackson how, you know, I never got to take a ride with Dad on the fire truck um, because he died before Max could. And DJ has a very sweet scene where she, you know, has Max look in the mirror and say, you have your dad's eyes, and Jackson has his hair, and you both have his smile, and he's still around here with us um and then in the end danny and jackson do get him the fire truck again by danny lets the singing fireman sing on tv and then says that they're going to cut it anyway so the feud continues
1: (laughs) the feud continues that's right
2: the fireman never
0: does get on tv how sad
2: yeah and with that said i think i think that's everything in this episode more or less yeah, I think so. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think that I think this is a good wrap up point. So, uh, take us home, Harrison.
0: All right, then. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of Fullest House. Uh, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us at Fullest House Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And for more ways to listen, you can go to anchor.fm FM slash Fullest House Pod. I'm Harrison Bloom.
1: I'm Zach Horowitz.
0: And I'm Mark Green. And until next time. May your houses be fuller, may your firemen be singing, and may your clothes be made of couch.